Hi friends, and welcome to the Be Nourished podcast, where we talk about the nourishing things in life, relationships, food, jobs, dreams, and everything in between. Happy Tuesday, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Be Nourished podcast. Today we have Connor Cherlin. He is a singer-songwriter based in California who has an album releasing this Friday. And you guys, I was so touched by his story and by his heart and his efforts. He really wants to see this thing get off the ground and I'm so proud of him and I don't even really know him, but I'm just so impressed with his heart behind his album. It's an entire story. So from start to finish, it's telling the story of a character named John Still. And Connor talks to us today about how he cultivated this and it ended up being more about him than he thought and he would write songs and then later realize how much that was extremely personal and I just I found his story so interesting and when we originally spoke he told me that his intention is to make hearts grow stronger and I think that's amazing I really I was really touched by that I was really resonated with that because I think you know that's what all of our goals are really is to make our own hearts stronger and to make other people's hearts stronger and I love that he is using his craft to do that for others. So he has a couple songs already released on SoundCloud. Um, I will tag his website in the show notes, but you can go to connorcherland.com and then you will be able to find everything you need over there. Um, But he does have a couple songs already out and they are really good. I really enjoyed them. And then his full album releases September 7th on Friday. So without further ado, here is Connor. This is Connor. Hi Connor, this is Allison. Hey there, Allison. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good. Been a good day so far. What yeah. Have you up to? I guess your day has basically just started, right? Because it's ten there, or not even ten uh, yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's almost ten. Yeah. So my day. I mean, I'm I'm basically just working from home at the moment, doing a whole bunch of like promo stuff. Yeah. For the next next coming week. That's so exciting. That's yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of After Effects tutorials, a lot of Premiere tutorials. But it's good. I've been learning a ton. About I bet. Stuff. I bet. Are you yeah. primarily doing that stuff by yourself, or do you have like a team? Or nope, just me. I do. Wow. Uh, so I, I book myself, um, and then I do all the work of going places and singing, and then uh, on top of that, making all the promo myself. Wow. So you're busy. Um, yeah, I'm busy boy. I I enjoy it. I enjoy like learning things in general, mm-hmm. um, especially business things. So it's been cool to, especially in this last month, as I've been putting out like just tons of promo. I've like my skills in After Effects have just become night and day. Like I'm medium fluent in it now. That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you could join us today. We are so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, And you will be my first singer-songwriter, which is really interesting because I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, (laughs) originally, and the joke is that everybody there is a singer-songwriter, which is kind of true. It's more true now than it has ever been, but you're my first, so that's exciting. That's quite an honor. Yeah. Um, Why, is it just because I'm uh, from Santa Barbara, and so it kind of stood out more in your mind? I guess so. I don't know what it yeah. is. You know, I, I really loved when I asked you about to give me that 10 second, you know, preview of, of who you are, even though I had read your website. I love that you said you're, you want to make hearts stronger. It was something like that. And that yeah. really stuck out to me a lot because a lot of what I try to do on this podcast is 
make hearts stronger. I, I want to make people feel less alone and tell stories. And I, I don't know, that really resonated with me. So I like that a lot. Yeah, I, uh, I last night was having a conversation with my friends who they, they just went through some couples counseling together over some hard stuff they, they had to go through. And they like basically the whole thing the counselor was teaching them how to do was like have stronger hearts and like pull themselves out of their minds and into like feeling their feelings and working past them together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I think that's the goal, right? Like- yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is easier said than done, but, but definitely yeah. the goal. Yeah, of course. Very cool. Well, we've already kind of launched in, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Yeah. I am Connor Churland, spelled share like the singer, land like the ground. And I have been living in Santa Barbara for the past eight years. I went to college here and then uh, just decided to stay. I worked in tech for two and a half years, learned some of that. I was building websites for property managers all throughout America. Wow. Um, built 500 websites in like two years, which was about to stretch. That's crazy. And, um, uh, so I was also moonlighting as a, um, as a singer-songwriter playing at all the bars and wineries. And then um, at a certain point, music wanted more of my time. I started getting more gigs during the day, which I wasn't able to take because of work. And uh, um, my boss at work was also saying that he wanted some more of my time, which would have taken away from gigs at night. So I kind of had to choose which direction I wanted to go in. And I decided to go more the musical route. Um, so I've been kind of learning what it's like to run a business um, while also having the humility of, just being another singer-songwriter out in the world. <laughs> yeah. There are millions, so it, uh, it's very important to maintain all humility. Yeah, that's um, a great point. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, go for it. I know that I read on your website that you were really into sports in high school. Is that right? Correct, yes. And then you mentioned tech. So how on earth did you go from volleyball, right, to yeah. tech stuff, which blows my mind. My brother-in-law does tech things and I can't even I'm a counselor actually so I just can't even okay. like understand all the technology stuff I really wish I did but it just blows my mind a little so then yeah. you, were you doing music the whole time or did it just something that you stumbled into so I've always loved singing I was never that good at singing and that's where uh, the change has been in the last like uh, five years probably mm-hmm. and um yeah I've always been a big self-soother through singing so anytime that I felt scared or nervous you could kind of see my mouth muttering something mm. and it was typically me singing a song to myself so it's always been like in me um like enjoying the act of singing um but it wasn't until my senior year of college that uh, I mean I'm only five nine and three quarters so <laughs> I was never going to be a collegiate athlete um <laughs> So as soon as I got into college, uh, some some things had to change, and um, I like actually started practicing being good at school at that time. And then it was in my senior year that I um, really started to pick it up and start practicing. Um, and yeah, it off. Wow! I was gifted like a ton of stuff to start recording in in like the span of a month, and then made a in my first little EP. That's amazing. Yeah. So you went from when you when you made that decision to go straight into music. I mean, was that mm-hmm. something that you were like, I don't know, like did you think a lot about that or was it just a leap that you <laughs> said, "You know what? I'm going to do yeah. this." How did you go about that? Yeah, so I'm I'm a classic worrier. That mm-hmm. is 
my default is worry um, and fear. And so my, it was, it was definitely thought out. I created a slideshow presentation to show my parents. I love it. To, uh, <laughs> to show them their possible objections and how I can counter that. Okay. And so I was, I was like, I know what you're thinking. Am I going to make enough? Well, I've been, ca- I've been calculating how much I need to survive, how much I need to pay my rent. This is that number, and this is how many gigs I need in order to make that happen. I'm already playing that amount of gigs. I'll be fine money-wise. Health insurance, great question. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then just kept going forward. And at the end, they were like, well, it seems like you thought it out. So, uh, yeah, you have our blessing. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was, I'm, yeah, one of the things I definitely took for granted was what it means to have supportive parents mm. and because when your parents think you're a loser mm. it's just hard to overcome and my parents thankfully have never considered me a loser sure. so I've, I've just had a <laughs> really strong base over there yeah that's that's awesome you know I interviewed um, one of my friends she worked at a music label in Nashville for a while before she switched careers and she does talk a lot about how Everybody thinks, because she originally moved to Nashville to be a singer, funny enough, Mm -hmm. um, because she just doesn't have the personality for that, because you do it, there's a lot of hustle, and there's a lot of, you know, and she, Mm -hmm. she did say, like, it's not enough to just be passionate about music, it's not enough to really even just be a good singer, you have to have the heart and the hustle, and you have to be willing to hear a lot of no's, and you have to be turned down, and you have to, in your case, I mean, market yourself completely, so... I really like that you kind of stand out in the sense that you really thought about it, even from like a very logical, I don't know many singer songwriters that would come up with the slideshow. So that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's interesting. That really sets you apart that you not only had a passion for it before, but that you were willing to look at all angles of how this might go poorly and actually, you know, stare that in the face and go for it anyway. I think that's really cool. Yeah, there's a there's an interview with Dave Chappelle when he's in uh, it was like the Screenwriters Guild um, sort of sessions where he's he was saying sort of the same situation where he was talking with his dad about doing full time comedian uh, career and his dad just wanted um, wanted Dave Chappelle to understand that he was going into a really hard place and Dave was like, look, Dad, you make forty thousand dollars a year being a teacher. And if I couldn't do that being a comedian, I would prefer to be a comedian. Mm. And his dad was like, well, if that's your attitude, then you're going to make it. Mm. And uh, that's pretty much when I when I heard that, I was like, OK, that needs to be my attitude of like be be comfortable. Like if I attain a teacher's salary and that be my pinnacle, I need to accept that with honor and be proud of that. Yeah, um, because that is what I would prefer for, for my life sure. at this moment. That's amazing. So you said yeah. you started um, really thinking seriously about it senior year of college. Is that right? Correct, yeah. And then how far after that did you release your EP? Um, so in my um, – it was when I was working at the tech company. So um, the following year after college that I kind of made a challenge to myself to write 40 songs in six months because mm. um, I was watching – I watch interviews a lot, so sure. I was watching this interview with Ed Sheeran, and he was saying how uh, if he wants to write an album, he writes 40 songs, picks the best. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if I write 40 songs and at the end of that I suck, then I should stop. Mm. But if I'm good, then I should do another 40 and keep going. So I, um, so sort of the year after college, while I was working at that tech company, I would go bike back from work 
um, go into my bathroom and then just start writing for like two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, until I had that number. And then I went ahead and like, I had no idea how to record an album. I started just asking around and uh, someone had a friend who did that for pretty cheap and he was really kind and helpful. Um, and yeah, we just did it together. Mm. You know, I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about as much is the discipline of the writing for two to three hours, especially because sometimes I've heard that it's not like songs just pop up and they're like amazing, (laughs) you know, like it takes time. And I've heard different poets and people talk about how, you know, they may write what they think is an amazing song. And then tomorrow they come back to it and they're like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't know what I said. I don't know why I thought this was good. So I think a lot of people don't talk about the discipline of having to just every day decide, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this thing. Even if I don't feel like it today, I know this is going to get me where I want to go. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, discipline in general, like, yes. It, yes. It, it, whether it's, whether it's art or whether it's physical or whether it's, um, like your business, like all of it requires showing up for multiple hours every day. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're just not going to see maybe the results that you're looking for. True. That's just a hard, that's just a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it is. It is because it comes back on you ultimately, you know, it, you either make yes. or break yourself. It's not like, you know, in your profession that people do have to accept you for gigs and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, you're showing up for you and if you can't yeah. or don't, then, you know, it doesn't matter what people say really. Yeah. And I think like what I've, what I've kind of learned through this particular album release is um, just how much discipline it takes, particularly in marketing yourself and managing yourself. So like I, for, I, I send up maybe like 30 between like 20 and 40, uh, emails a day to people with podcasts and blogs and I've been doing that now for the last almost month and like you're gonna be like maybe my seventh podcast that Mm -hmm. I've like had the privilege of being on Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) if you if you if you put out 30 emails for over a month like that's a that's a serious number of ignores and rejections yeah and you you just have to be dedicated to like because i but if i didn't do that i wouldn't be having this conversation with you sure and it is a and it is a privilege and it's like if you want the privilege (laughs) you have to be willing to go through a lot of that uh a lot of that ignoring and rejection yeah absolutely yeah so speaking of this album, tell us all about it. It comes out on the 7th, is that right? The 7th of September. On the 7th. Yeah, 7th of September. Yeah, this is, uh, it's called The Choices of John Still. It's a concept album about this character, John Still, who is entirely fictional. I made him up for uh, for the sake of this album. And uh, the the songs on, on the EP um, are characters within his world that you get to meet. And... Um, yeah, it's where we find him in the title track is um, he's able to see it's sort of like a sci-fi thing. So he can like see into the future. Um, he understands that the woman he loves is not the woman that he is going to marry. So he creates a potion to make her fall in love with him. And mm-hmm. as that potion wears off, we find her married to him in the house. Whoa. Yeah. That is so cool. I don't know very many <laughs> artists who take... Well, and maybe I'm just oblivious. I don't know. But I don't know very many artists who will take an entire album and make it, like, one long story. That's really, yeah. really cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, it was a really fun project to do because it allowed me to, um, like, e- e- everything's technically about me. 
but when you when you write it from the perspective of someone else you get to learn about parts of yourself that you're not normally in tune with sure so it was cool to um sort of trick my brain into telling me things about itself yeah well, and I know that from reading into you, I know that you like stories, right? It sounds like yeah. a story is super important to you. I remember I watched um, an interview you did about, you were talking about, and I don't even know what you were saying, because again, this is not my <laughs> my lane, but you were talking yeah. about like the different ways a song comes together and the structure and the rhythm and the movement. That was mm-hmm. fascinating to me because I, you know, as a consumer, I just listened to the song and same for podcasts, you know, people just listen and they don't know really what goes on behind the scenes, the, the, the editing and the work it takes to put it together, but they just enjoy the product. And I think the same for songs. A lot of times we know a song makes us feel this thing, but we don't really know a lot of the things that go behind it. But you were so in tune to how a song comes together and the structure and the story. I find that so fascinating because it, it really adds depth to what you're doing, I think. Thank you. No, I agree. And I, I, I just think that story is everything. My, uh, my first boss, he, uh, uh he, who's, who's at with me at that company. And he, um, before, before I would like give him a presentation, he wouldn't say like, give me your presentation. He would say, tell me a story mm. every single time. And I think because we, that's how we imbibe information. It's how we pass along information as a culture. Um, like the first things that we learn as kids are like those fairy tale stories and mm-hmm. um and then from there we get to learn so this this album i hoped to be sort of my own fairy tale and adding that into the mix um yeah. of uh sort of a cautionary tale <laughs> yeah. to children and to myself yeah you know and i um i read on your website too you mentioned different influences um, that you have to make your work because when you say sci-fi, you know, you might think a certain type of music, but your music is, what would you describe it as? Like, how does it sound? Uh, so this album is a bit more like indie rock meets singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the typical stuff that I do is sort of like pretty folk Americana pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's typically what I'm playing at a lot of these wineries, and that's really sweet. But I, I always choose songs that have, like, deeply meaningful lyrics to me. Um, so that's that's sort of the common thread, regardless of the genre. Yeah. I listen to um, Letters from Emily. Is it from Emily or for Emily? Uh, Letters from Emily, yeah. Yes, and I loved it. I loved how yeah. it sounded. Seriously, it, it really... I love the sound of that. I like a lot of music, but it was very calming, but I found myself like nodding my head a lot too. Yeah. So that was really cool to have a very, it was a very chill song, but it wasn't so chill that you were kind of like, you know, zoned out. You know, you go to these coffee yeah. shops sometimes and it's very chill music, but you don't really know what anybody's saying, but yours, right. yours really draws you in. So I love that. And the added component of wanting to tell a story, I think is going to be amazing, honestly. Thank you very much. Yeah, and that's sort of the reason why uh, throughout that whole song, there's a girl just singing exactly with me. She's not harmonizing. She's just doing the exact same melody that I am. Yeah. Um, because it's it's from the perspective of this girl Emily in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that and I think that even that adds depth to it. You know, because you're like, who's this girl? What's going on? Is she Emily? What does this mean? You know, I right. just think that's really neat. So good for you. I mean, really. And now having known that you do most of everything on your own. I mean, I, I really do think it's amazing. Yeah, and this this album in particular was a really good experience because it was the first time I got to collaborate with another band in the recording process. Mm. Um, 
which was which was really <laughs> it was really useful because I'm not um, in drums or bass or synth or anything like that. So it was it was really good to have a team of people that I really trust. And um, the the Rare Occasions is the name of this band, and they uh, they're down in Pasadena, and they are they're just a great band in and of their own right, and um, really supportive guys. So I was really grateful to have their help bringing a lot of these parts to life. Yeah, that's cool too, to have somebody to work with. I always think if we can all just work together, it'd be great. Yeah, yes. Very cool. I agree, I agree. So what are some really cool parts of this, and what are what have been some really difficult parts? Because you, you've mentioned that you do everything on your own, and you've had a lot of mm-hmm. like emailing and not hearing back, but then you do get some opportunities. So what has been really cool, and what has been really hard? Yeah, I think the coolest thing for me is to feel... Um, I, I feel it's really good about this album. I'm really happy about it. The other day, someone asked me, um, they're like, are you, so are you sick of these songs yet? And I said, absolutely not. These mm. songs are amazing. And that was my immediate response. And I really believe it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it myself. And the other, the other albums, um, I, I wasn't able to feel that about just because, like, uh, when, you, when you don't have a band and you're doing a lot of the parts on your own, um, you're listening back to the song like a hundred <laughs> times, yeah. uh, which is just too many, and it gets you really sick of it. Um, I, yeah, I, I probably listened through it like half as many times and half the amount of times. So it was overall just a way more pleasant experience. Um, from my friends that have followed me since high school and college years, them saying like, you know, I've always really loved your passion for music and for singing and expressing yourself. And I've always listened to your music because I care about you as a person and hearing how you express yourself. But um, this, like these songs, I would listen to even if I didn't know you. Mm, and what a compliment. It, it's, a, it's a big compliment and it's a really big shift. And I, I'm, I'm like at that point where the people who thought that they knew me are now realizing like, oh my gosh, you're like a real artist, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, guys. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really exciting because you do have to, you really do have to prove prove that to the people who really did know you for 20 or 10 years prior. Sure, totally. Yeah. What has been um, really challenging or really difficult? Um, one of the most challenging things about recording for me is the amount of driving that I have to do. Uh, the... This album was recorded down in Pasadena, so uh, that's it, yeah, it's just a lot of driving back and forth, mm-hmm. um, multiple times in a week sometimes. Um, and on top of that, I'm also doing gigs every week. I do three to five gigs like every week, and most of that's nightly. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's just hard to not have nights off or <laughs> sure. to just be busy all day long all the time. Um, so there's there's that just tired aspect. And then I also typically just like get sick during the recording process just because oh. I'm so stressed. Yeah. Um, but my body has not done that, so I'm well, super grateful. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's all these gummy vitamins I was taking. <laughs> I'm telling you what, that does the trick right there, those gummy vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you have a moment, have you, or have you had a moment recently where you're like, wow, this, I get to do this. Like, I have an album coming out. People are starting to know who I am. I mean, have you had that moment, like driving down the road or coming home from a gig, or has that happened to you yet? Um, 
I would say that it happens in, in, I get little glimpses of that feeling. I don't anticipate ever feeling like I've arrived at anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think internally I've, I've felt a real arrival because of this album. I, um, I, I recently have just taken some, like some first steps in like figuring out what would it be like to hire on other people on my team and ask for their help and to pay them. And I've taken some risks with some people and I've been able to like confidently invest in other people, mm. knowing that that is a risk and knowing that they might not do, um, the work that I exactly wanted, but like in order, in order to grow, you have to be able to, um, you have to be able to relinquish some of that control and kind of bear some of that financial burden. That's like, that's like the real task of an entrepreneur is to make jobs, not just to be the guy doing all the jobs. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of the, the thing that I'm trying to, um, to learn. And I, I, I feel like internally I'm a lot stronger. Um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm generally like a very, very frugal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most of the things I have are things that are given to me or I found, <laughs> um, and yeah, so I have, I have just a lot of fears when it comes to money and particularly spending a lot of money. But, um, yeah, I just feel stronger, like as a businessman and as a man in general to take some of those risks. Mm. Um, because I believe, I believe in that process a little bit more at this point. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you're a one man show. I mean, you're doing everything. So <laughs> Sounds like any help would be nice at this point. Any help is always welcome. So many people joke, they're like, Haha, I'm going to be your manager. And I was like, seriously, if anybody <laughs> wants to take a cut of a gig that they book for me, uh-huh. they're welcome to. Yes. Yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. Because I don't have to hunt it down. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. So do you have a favorite song on this album, or is that kind of not a good question because it's a story? So if you take one no, song out, question. you know, like, what? how does the story go? So do you have a favorite? Yeah, my favorite song on the album is The Choices of John Still. That's the title track. It's mm-hmm. the first song on the album. Mm-hmm. And then the song that's most personal to me is Letters from Emily. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, that's, it, it's something that I... I didn't understand that that song was about me. I was just kind of stringing words together. But mm-hmm. actually what my subconscious was doing was um, it was sort of writing a story for me to read later about myself. Mm. And uh, there was one day that I was driving back from from a gig and I just started realizing, oh my gosh, this is what it's about. And I, I was just kept dissecting the lyrics and... Um, yeah, I was just kind of blown away by how I hadn't understood that a song I wrote was about me. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Which, yeah, it's, it's, it's very amazing. And I think it's um, that that's a big piece of what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to help illuminate us to ourselves. Mm. Um, and it was like, I have lots of other artists who do that for me where I hear them. And when I hear them, I understand myself better. But it was really cool for me to be that for myself in mm-hmm. just one particular instance. Mm. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I felt like it was a gift that I got to uncover, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think at the end of the day, and you've touched on it, if everything is stripped away, if all the gigs, all the money, all the notoriety, everything, if it's all taken away, if your craft is not something you love and if it's not teaching you more about yourself and helping you grow and helping others, then it's, it's mm-hmm. just not going to last. I would argue that it just won't last because 
if you just want to be a singer songwriter for the money or for the fame, but at the end of the day, you know, you're writing songs that, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think that's what makes you unique maybe, or I think that's what gives you a lot of heart is that you do care a lot about the craft and you care about the story and the structure. And I think that will really come through when your album is released. I think people will feel that. Thank you. For sure. Yeah, I hope so too. Okay, so you're doing a lot of driving and busyness and scheduling and hunting Mm -hmm. and talking and all the things. So here at the Be Nourished podcast, the thing that I ask everybody towards the end is what is nourishing you now? Because I think it's important to know what we're being nourished by or if we're being nourished. And so Mm -hmm. certainly at this point, you have got to find something to nourish you. So what is nourishing you now? Yeah, two big things, I would say. Um... One, my wife and I have been doing this thing where when we get home from work, we just kind of lay flat on the ground with our backs to the ground. Mm. And we just set up, we set a timer for 10 minutes. And it really, really chills us out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, instead of carrying all of the burden from the day into conversation, it's just a really calm way to start off. Um, and we don't, we don't normally talk for the first couple minutes. Mm. Um so that's been really good because it really it, it lets your emotions really settle down. Um, the the second thing it has been listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. He's this entrepreneur guy, and um, and uh, yeah, it's been really helpful because he talks a lot about loving the process and loving where you are in uh, in the process. Which I for a long time was always excited about. Um, being somewhere else other than where I was mm. versus um, appreciating where I am in my story, which is a very humble place. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have zero notoriety and clout around most places, and that's okay. And I'm going to, in the future, be able to look back at where I am now um, and realize there was a lot of freedoms I had now that I won't have in the future. Mm. And so I need to I need to be able to accept and appreciate the present while I'm living in it. Otherwise, I'm always going to keep looking in the past and the future for my satisfaction where it never is. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been... Totally. I have never heard of that, but I'm going to have to try that. That's a really good idea. Laying down with yeah. a 10-minute timer. That is so smart. Yeah. Well... Yeah, it's been helpful. You know, Connor, I... This is our first full-length conversation, but I'm just really proud of you because I think you're doing really hard things right now, and it's not easy to hustle, 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 and not see the fruits that you want to see. I think you're seeing fruits, and I think you will see fruits. I believe that for you, but it's so hard to continue the hustle when it just feels like hustle, and I'm just really proud and impressed of what you've done, and I'm really excited to hear your songs. I think they're going to be amazing. I'm really excited for other people to hear it. I just think it's going to be cool. And I like your story. I like what you're trying to do. I like your heart behind it. I think it's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think that one thing that we don't get to talk about enough as entrepreneurs is uh, the concept of faith, which is believing in something that no one else can see. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what uh, being an entrepreneur is. Uh, an entrepreneur is being uh, a believer in a business that isn't fully formed yet. Mm. And uh and everyone around is looking at what you do on a day-to-day and they can't see it what you're building but Mm -hmm. you you have your end goal in mind and um that is that is a strong thing to yeah it's it's hard to be able to keep that up 
Yeah, totally. Absolutely. That's yeah. why you gotta lay on the ground for 10 minutes, because you gotta keep it up. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Connor, so tell us where we can find you. Where can everybody find you? Where do they get your music? All that good stuff. You can find it all at connorcherland.com, C-O-N-N-E-R, and then share like the singer, land like the ground.com. Okay. Everything's there. Awesome. And I will tag that in the show notes so people can access that for sure. And your album comes awesome. out on September 7th, so mm-hmm. everybody be waiting because that's going to be a good one. Yeah, it'll be out everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Connor. I've loved talking with you today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I've loved talking with you too. Thanks so much for calling me. Sure. That's it, guys. Wasn't that so great? I just really, truly enjoyed speaking with Connor, hearing about his heart, and and just feeling his passion for his music through our interview. I thought I was just really impressed with him, and I loved his story, and he really is trying and working so hard. So you guys, go check him out. You can find him at connorcherlin.com. I tagged that in the show notes, but it's C-O-N-N-E-R. C-H-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. You can find all of his music about him, where you can see him play, all the goodies over there. Okay, so go check that out and stick around for an episode next Tuesday. Don't forget to follow us at Be Nourished Podcast on Instagram. And if you subscribe or like or write a review or follow or any of the things, it really helps us get this out there. So thank you guys so much for your love and support, and we will see you next week.